what really gets my dick hard is Welcome to Melvier Podcast. I'm Ethan Luck, and I'm Clint Wells. And here we are on our seventh edition of Revisited. Our last one was uh, number six with Tom Petty. And uh, this one, we're going to be talking about the brand new Grammy nominations for our our boys in Metallica. It's it's really exciting. Lars even had a tweet that I really loved, where he said, "This is the most exciting year Metallica's had in a quarter of a century." I believe it. And he's right. I mean, obviously, Load and Reload were their own flavors. Yeah. Some kind of monster and uh, St. Anger had its whole thing surrounding it. Death Magnetic returned to form. Yeah. All that. But Hardwired feels like a really special moment for oh, this very band. Special. In, in a band with just a phenomenal career. Oh, yeah. I, I got to say, man, you know, the Grammys, they're both important and kind of not, but I will say as a fan, especially like we've been doing this podcast. Yeah. It made me so proud of them. Oh, are you kidding did, me? Did you, did you feel that? It, yes, of course I did. And as a Grammy-nominated guitar player, I got to say... By the way, congratulations, <laughs> Ethan. I was, I was going into that part just to give you shit, because uh, you and me and Paul Moak have have texted recently about... So the, now so now, two of the three hosts of Metal Your Podcast are fucking Grammy-nominated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so uh, long story no, short... No, I'm dealing with it pretty well. I'm <laughs> dealing with it pretty well. It's going to be okay. Uh, don't worry, Clint. You'll get nominated one day. No, no animals were harmed in the making of the Grammy nominations. They're vegan. <laughs> vegan Grammys. Um, no, long story short, uh, there's this reggae band... Long story uh, short, I was nominated for a fucking Grammy. Yeah, that's all I need to say. Oh, I, I, so I played on this reggae band's record like about a year and a half ago, and yeah, I got nominated for uh, Best Reggae Album. And it's up against like one of the Marley kids. Mm-hmm. This guy, Jay Boog, is a big uh, reggae artist from Hawaii. Yeah, it was kind of surreal because I've always had my mixed feelings about the Grammys. Like, I don't really give a shit about them. If I got nominated, would I care? And then I got nominated. I mean, I'm part of the record, so technically I'm nominated. And I kind of care, I guess. Well, it's well-deserved. And needless to say, I'm really proud of you. I know all of our mutual friends are. Speaking of our mutual friends, yeah. this is a pretty special revisited here at HQ2 with us. We have two really special guests, the two Brads from our favorite Pearl Jam podcast, Single Podcast It's Theory. definitely my favorite. <laughs> the only one. What's up, guys? Yeah. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. For those of you who don't know, uh, one of my all-time best friends, Brad Lyons, is here. And one of my new friends, Brad Blazik, which if you guys remember from our St. Louis episode, Brad Blazik is... The he was a listener of the show who offered us snake pit passes, and I ended yeah. up taking him up on it. We had our St. Louis adventure. Uh, upon meeting Blazik and <laughs> we hanging out kill with each him, other. <laughs> we weren't murder. We weren't murderous cannibals <laughs> or sex fiends. Late, were we? Well, we uh, haven't figured that out yet. Uh, but upon hanging out with Blazik that day, um, I learned that he was a massive Pearl Jam fan, as as am I, as is Ethan. Yeah. And when my friend Brad Lyons was wanting to put together a Pearl Jam podcast, he needed a co-host, and I 
got these two connected and now they have a show there you guys are on episode 18 or 19 yeah the next one will be 19 so these dudes are three months in they've gotten a lot of traction their show is really great and you've heard us ethan and i mention it yeah we've mentioned it a few times yeah we're gonna we're gonna hear from them a little more later they're also massive metallica fans which is why they're here today to talk with us about some sort of current news so we're really stoked to have you dudes here thank you for for being here yeah i love it we're gonna knock out some uh housekeeping yeah just quick stuff we're not doing emails as, as we don't ever do on the on the revisited episodes but uh let's just start with the socials we you can find us on all the crap facebook twitter instagram search metal up your podcast you'll find us if you want to email us it's the best most direct way to get a hold of us metal up your podcast show at gmail.com and if you want to uh, support the show in a financial way you can visit us at patreon.com slash metal up your podcast and there's a lot of cool things, different tiers you can donate to. The most important and coolest, we think, being uh, $5 and up will get you the cover EP that me and Clint have finished recording and is currently being mixed and will be in the hands of our patrons soon. So, yeah, six cover songs, three, three by me, three by Clint. And the only way to get it is through Patreon. It's cool. And, and like the more people that are getting on that ride, the more it's really becoming a special thing. Another, yeah. another thing that you guys may have noticed on the um, Michael Wagner interview that we did is we're opening up the Patreon to when we are able to have guests like what Michael Wagner on the show, we let our patrons ask them questions. Yeah. And we're going to start doing, um, I think in January, February, we're going to do a, a, a patron only contest. Yep. Which speaking of the contest. So as you guys know, we've been doing, uh, we're doing a monthly contest where we, through the, the donations of our patrons are able to buy five gifts that we are giving to our listeners. Yeah. All you have to do to receive one of the gifts is go over to iTunes, leave us a positive review. It only takes a second. It's the easiest thing you can possibly do in your day. It's the easiest thing you'll probably ever do in your whole in your whole terrible life. You could probably do that in less time than it takes to brush your teeth. Which I say... Assuming you brush your teeth. Assuming you do, yeah. I mean, I brush my teeth for about a minute and a half to two minutes. Seven, 17 times a day. Exactly, yeah. So, I mean, imagine the amount of reviews I could I could leave if I wasn't brushing my teeth. 17. Exactly. So, we gave away our prizes. Now, here's the deal. We gave, we gave everyone a week to claim them, and three of the five did claim their prizes. Yeah. Now, two people didn't, one of them being the actual Master of Puppets Deluxe Box. Yeah, set. so if you're listening right now, uh, that Big Daddy prize is still out there, ready so, to fall in your hands. Well, and we're going we're gonna to draw two names right now. So... For the first prize, is, uh, one of the things no one claimed were the four shot glasses. Justice for All, yeah. Kill em All, uh, Ride the Lightning, and uh, Master Puppets. Now, Ethan, you want to draw this one? I would love to, yeah. Skull Voss. Skull Vosse. All right, here we go. This is for the shot glasses for all you metalhead alcoholics out there. Unless you like to do shots of water. That's fine, too. All right, I got Ooh. one. These are the skinniest little pieces of paper. All right. This is, I believe it's Oli Ghost, O-L-Y-G-H-O-S-T, review left on 4-11-17 from the United States of America. Cool. Congrats. So uh, you just won four shot glasses. All you got to do is within a week, send us an email that says iTunes review contest, claim your prize. Yeah, I want my damn shot glasses. And if that week goes by, we're going to have to draw We're going to draw draw another name. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Now here's our drawing for the Master of Puppets Deluxe box set. Drum roll, please. Okay, and the winner is a, one of our brand new listeners, Stephanie in Tech. No way. Yeah, who she just wrote in. Awesome. She left her review on November 30th. Stephanie? Wow, like, like a week ago. Congrats, Stephanie. You just won the Master of Puppets box set. Wow. I'm really excited for her, man. I'm very excited for her. That's so great. Jeez. Um, Stephanie. Well, there you go. There you have it. Now, listen, we're doing this every month, so uh, go leave us that review. It only takes a second. For the month of December, 
we were doing a Ride the Lightning themed giveaway. Yeah. Where we've got a Ride the Lightning flask, we've got a Ride the Lightning blanket, we've got a Ride the Lightning coffee mug, and the Big Daddy prize is the Ride the Lightning deluxe box set, yeah. which comes with vinyl and live shows and it's two hundred dollar value. Yeah, all, all sorts of cool stuff. And yeah. thanks again to our patrons for making that for making that possible. Oh yeah, many thanks to them. And and please, I know T- uh, Tiffany obviously will hear her. Stephanie, sorry, Stephanie will hear her name because she's a brand new listener. So surely she's listening right now. Yeah. Um, all right. So should we move into what we want to talk about? We kind of just wanted to talk camp out and some news. Talk. Yeah. The, yeah. There's there, there's two big news things in Metallic World that, that have happened in the last few weeks. One being the Grammys, as we mentioned at the top of the show. The other being uh, the bit of uh, controversy uh, regarding the uh, never released No Laugh to Leather deluxe box set that uh, we've we've mentioned on our No Laugh to Leather show, um, and in this week uh, Dave Mustaine has come out and kind of said some stuff about it as to why that didn't happen. Which he 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 revealed this by the way via tweet. Not long after he retweeted us saying he would not come on our show. Yeah, totally. He did retweet <laughs> us, but but very politely and he, and, and he very was... nice of him to, to to you know gracefully say no. No. Hello, Metal Up Your Podcast. Hello, Twitter. Not the answer happening. is no. Tell it to the Reader's Digest <laughs> online. Well, let's. So we're going to sort of get to that later. Let's let's kind of talk about this Grammy stuff. Yeah, the Grammy thing's cool. So a, a couple of quick facts about Metallica, uh, their history in in the Grammy Awards. They've been non- nominated twenty three times. They've I didn't won- know that. That's a yeah. lot. I yeah. didn't know that either. Actually, until I was started doing research for this, uh, they've won nine times. Which I mean. Yeah, they've been a band for 35 plus years, but that's still, I mean, I've been nominated once and I'm beside myself. Let me count the times I've been nominated. (laughs) 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 But so that's zero. So they've won nine times. So uh, as everyone probably knows by now, the nominations this year are uh, for best rock album, Hardwired to Self-Destruct, and for best rock song, Atlas Rise. Um, a, a, a quick bit of history before we kind of discuss. Can with, I? Can I just real quick? I'm sorry yes, to interrupt please, you. Just please since interrupt. we have the two guests here, um, what do you guys think about Hardwired? What do you guys think about Atlas Rise? <laughs> well, you said for me just a minute ago when you guys were started, as someone that like came on with um, Metallica with being at home as a kid, like many people seeing the one video. Right. That's was that was Ethan's yeah, that story. Was me, yeah. Starting with oh, yeah. Justice, which is my favorite record, um, and then going back to the other ones, and then sticking with them. And obviously, I kind of fell off the train with Set Anger. Sure. Um, like Death Magnetic. Hmm. But for me, when I popped in Hardwired for the first time, it was like took me back to oh, being yeah. a kid and hearing j- just that the snare and that guitar start. Like I was like. It's exciting. Oh, shit. Yep. Yeah. It's, it's like they're. I hope the rest of this record is great. Yeah. Because this feels like they're fucking back. Mm. Oh yeah, absolutely. And then the, I love this record. You know what I mean? This is. I fucking love this record. Yeah. So I'm super psyched. What do you think? Blazing? I do too. I'm pretty much the same thing. Like came on with Justice, listened to the first three, and then kind of. I'm not saying I'm felt betrayed. By the black album and reload. Don't and be load. one. Of, don't be one of the betrayed. No, I'm not, I don't feel betrayed, but I definitely have a love for those first four right. versus the '90s. Right. Sure, but like Brad said, like Hardwired, I fucking love it. And Atlas Rise is my favorite by a by a ton on oh, cool. that album. I love it. What's your? Do you have a favorite song <clears throat> from Hardwired? Um, probably actually Atlas. Um, I I know you feel differently. I still love the song Hardwired. Okay, cool. Um, 
Now that we're dead, all that song. Yeah. Oh yeah, Moth and the Flood. Those first, the first four, just are incredible. Too. Oh yeah. The first D- disc one in general is kind yeah. of a, a powerhouse. Yeah, Barnburn is right out right out of the gate. Yeah. All right, cool. Um, maybe we can get a little more oriented with you guys as we talk about Metallica. But that yeah. was a good intro. Now, yeah. we, now we know where you fuckers stand on, <laughs> on the current topic. All right, so you were going to go through notable nominations. Yeah. So um, we'll, we'll get into uh, some more stuff about the the current nominations this year. But I kind of made some notes on some notable nominations. Obviously, the most famous is the 1989 nomination for best hard rock slash metal performance vocal or instrumental for injustice for all. And they lost famously to Jethro Tull. Boo. That was the year where like, I, I even was reading some articles that were written back then about this, where it was audible of people like booing and boo hiss, like clearly upset, like Jethro Tull. People best just, hard rock people metal. just ripping their clothes. And- oh, ripping their clothes, turning tables over, <laughs> like th- throwing their thousand dollar, like plates of food on the stage. It yeah. was it kicking was ma- their children. Yes. It was mayhem. Um, so that was obviously the, the most famous one. But in 92, they were nominated for Best Rock Song for Enter Sandman, which to me was surprising they didn't win that because they lost to Sting's The Soul Cages. Yeah, Soul Cages, yeah. Like, it's a good record. It's a, Totally. It's a good record. But, I mean, Enter Sandman and that whole record was obviously gigantic. It was just, to me, it was surprising they lost that. Hmm. And then moving on up to 1999, Fuel was uh, nominated for Best Hard Rock Performance, I was also surprised that that didn't win because that was also a, a very big song. That one lost to uh, Page and Plant's Most High, hmm. which is uh, clearly a song about doing drugs. Oh, God, <laughs> I yeah, am fucked up on weed. <laughs> I'm going to ramble on about winning this Grammy. <laughs> um, and then fast forward to 2005, Some Kind of Monster is nominated for Best Hard Rock Performance. And loses to Velvet Revolver's Slither. Now I can back that. I back it. That because that Slither that, kicks ass. Slither kicks ass. That some that, kind of monster doesn't kick a lot. of Doesn't ass. kick as much ass as that. <laughs> well, and that Velvet Revolver record was great. It had a lot of buzz behind it because it's like Scott Weiland and basically Guns N' Roses and some other dude. The guy from Social Distortion, or what was that guy? No, he from? was definitely not in that band. Okay, what what band though? I don't know. I don't remember. It's Dave starts with a K. I think Krushner. Krushner. Kushner. Something like that. We have like seven iPhones in this room. <laughs> we do, but, but it's I'm a, not looking it up. No. Let's just not know. Oh, look. The Brads just went to go pick up their phones. Let's just not know. Okay. <laughs> do you know his name? Do you guys know his name at all? I don't. Uh, someone no. look it up. Fuck I it. I think you're close. It's like Kushner or whatever. Either way. There Har- was a, it's Hare Krish- Krishna. Yes. David Har- Hare Krishna. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But either way, I mean, it makes sense to me in, in 05 that they lost to that because that was such a big record for Velvet Revolver. And it was just a super group. To, yeah. I mean. The, yeah. The, giant. And compared compared to, the, you know, some kind of monster, it's like, uh, ting, 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 low ting. Po- low point. Com- compared to, <laughs> da, 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 you know. Although St. Anger did, did win a Grammy. Kushner? Kushner. Oh, you got it right. <laughs> Fucking nailed it. Harry Kushner. We're fucking Eddie Trunk over here. Oh, Stump yeah. the trunk. Hopefully that guy doesn't listen to our podcast and he's like, but you got my name wrong. I was a Velvet Revolver. Dude, that's a killer Dave Kushner impersonation. Thank you. I, I was practicing on the drive. Well, I was listening the other day and I got my name wrong. Uh, I told my oh, dad. That, I told dad. I'll, I'll, they got my name wrong. I, this won't stand. Yeah, and I told dad, like, you remember Slash? He was in the band with me. He was in Guns N' Roses. He's my friend. And if you Duff, look at my phone under the S's, Slash comes up. And it's a real number. Yeah, and under D, it's Duff. Yeah. D-U-P-F-F-D. <laughs> Dad, Duff. I'm this many years old. <laughs> I wear a beanie. 
So uh, it's a bummer all the things that they didn't win. Let's talk about what they won. Uh, yeah, Dude, nine-time winners. That's fucking nine-time awesome. winners. So I'll, I'll get on the list as everyone is you know reminded of what they've won. So their first. By guy, the way, would you guys stop talking so much? I know. Seriously, Jesus Christ. I mean, I am kind of just listing things. So we'll, we'll get into it. So. Uh, 1991 for Best Metal Performance, 91 Stone Cold Crazy, Best Metal Performance, 92, the Black Album for Best Metal Performance, 99. So there's a good gap there. We got a good seven years there before they won another Grammy. So Better Than You, one of Clint's favorites. It is one of my favorites, although I, I concede, just I know the blood's boiling for some of our listeners, I concede it's not a Grammy Award winning song. Right. Well, but, it won for Best Metal Performance. And I'm real glad it won because these are my fucking boys. <laughs> exactly. Here's what's, where it gets crazy. In 2000, a cover song wins, which Stone Cold Crazy uh, did yeah, win at one point. Yeah. But Whiskey in a Jar won for Best Hard Rock Performance It is a great cover of that tune. Of course it is, yeah. It's one of my favorite covers of it. This one I was really stoked on. 2001, Call of Cthulhu from S&M won for Best Rock Instrumental. I didn't know that. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, a fellow Grammy-nominated person you know, on, on this podcast. You are too. Are you? <laughs> I just had to do it for Clint. Oh, there's two Gram- Grammy nominees here. What's up, Blazik? Where's your Grammy nom? <laughs> yeah. God damn. Well, they're in the running. Motherfucker doesn't even play music and he's two, nominated. 2019 Best Pearl Jam Podcast category. Right. They're going to be nominated. Another year and a half. I, I feel good. I feel really good about everything I've worked towards. Thank you. Um, 2004, we got St. Anger getting nominated for Best Rock Performance Yikes. and winning. Yikes. So St. Anger won. Even Lars disagrees with that, by the way. Yeah. There's like some interview where they're like, He's, he's, like, like, oh. he's like, we won a Grammy for St. Anger? That doesn't sound right. So you guys know who else was in the category for that? For the St. Anger one? Like, who they were up against? I didn't make notes of that. Okay, I just, well, I just did for who they were up against this year. Okay, cool. I mean, it's 05, so we can only imagine it was like Limp Bizkit. really great stuff. Yeah, 04. Stank. 04. 04, my bad, 04. So even more Hoobastank. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'm pretty sure Hoobastank Snake was kind of 2004 done by was the year of the stank. Oh, st- <laughs> so stanky. It was officially dubbed that by the press. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and one of my favorite parts about this this uh, Grammy winner list is in 2009, two Grammy wins for Death Magnetic, one for Best Recorded Packaging and one for Best Metal Performance for I, My Apocalypse. I back it. Back it. 100%. Totally back it. I, I've got a question yes, about, okay, Injustice for All in 89. That was the single or the record? Uh, record. No, that was for the record. Okay. Was it was the song in Justice for All a single? That's what, that's why I'm asking. That's the, no, the I mean, longest I, release no, single one ever. Was, I mean, technically, one you could call it the only single from that right. record because it was the only well, that's video. How stuff. did one? If they're both on the same album, how was it the next year? One maybe was because up. of when they released the video, or well, it's well, it's also uh, if you go to 2017, Hardwired as a song was nominated last year because of when they released the single. So I can't remember the exact dates of when the Grammy cutoff is. Right. But it's sometimes oh, some red, it's some red tape thing. So it's because Justice was released in time for '89, and then the single of One was released right for '90, something like that. Okay. Or <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Well, oh well, you guys are fucking experts. Why don't you explain it? <laughs> yeah. When did you get yours? I only know about the reggae category, so I just trust Jaw on that. And is there a, a a dark horse in the reggae world that could win like? similar to Jethro Tell over one of Marley's kids? Well, there's uh, two artists who I have never heard of, so maybe I could, we can call those the Dark Horses. Um, Boom on! So, we'll see. I would love to continue talking more about uh, Ethan's Grammy nomination. Would you? Let's do it. <laughs> reggae up your ass. Reggae Dude, if I was, in the, if reggae reggae up if I was in the whatever academy that votes for that shit, I'd vote for you in a goddamn Thank you, New York Clint. minute. Thank you. 
Appreciate in that. In a New Jersey second. Yeah. Um, so I'd love to camp out on this for a few minutes and see what the Brads think about uh, some of these performances. So they've performed with the Grammys four times. 89, they did one, which if you haven't watched that, it's pretty awesome. It's, it's like, incredible. Back then it was like, everyone's obviously dressed up in tuxedos and most of the performers, it's like pretty safe and there's still a, so you're still at the end of end of the decade where glam is dying out and you have Metallica up there doing a shortened version of one mm-hmm. and it's fucking badass. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing crazy about the performance, no like pyro, nothing. It's just, and it's, it's just really creepy looking like the lighting's creepy. Well, and it's just the strength of that song. Yeah, exactly. I just remember watching it with my mother and she was like, this is what you like? This like, wins this, Grammys? Yeah. Parents just don't get it, man. Because, like <laughs> Their attitude that way just pushes you way more oh, into yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, this is what I Will like. Will Smith said it best. Right. Parents just don't understand it. They anything. don't. They really don't. Dad. <laughs> uh, yes, son? Uh, I was thinking about it. And you know what? You just you guys just don't understand. Well, what I don't understand is how this. <laughs> you see, this, you can't even say it, Dad. Well, I can't. I got. I just don't understand this music. It's loud and fast and obnoxious. And yeah, because you're definitely, old. Well, I'm not that old, son. I'm, you're like a million. Well, you can't live to a million. We I'm this, this many. You're a million. Well, a million is this many. <laughs> I just don't understand. How you listen to this devil music. Get out of my room, butthead. Well, there'll be none of that now. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Drop the leash, Dad. Nice. We oh might have just created, created new characters. <laughs> wow. Um, okay, so then in '92 they did uh, Enter Sandman, which we've done and revisited on that. Oh no, that was a VMA. We did this the VMA. This is yeah. the Grammys. This yeah. is the Grammys. Yeah. Um, and I know, I know, you were nominated. I know, I get it. Yeah. God. Well, you know, it's just. Uh, is it too early to thank people? <laughs> no, 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 no. Go ahead. We can p- play the music under it. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, I won't bore you with my thanks. I'll, I'll save them for the, for the announcement. You, what if you pulled out a folded thing? Like you actually have your parents up like, for tonight. Right, I got someone to thank real quick. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so that, that performance was amazing. Uh, jump all the way up to 2014. They didn't perform. Un- I mean, that's fucking what? 12 years. This well, t- let's face it. The Grammys aren't sending them an invite to go play Saint Anger. They're not. I would have thought, though, in that load era, they may have been invited to play something. But yeah, for sure, they play plenty of other award shows in that era. But I'm, I'm sure you've all seen this 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 version of one with Lang Lang. It's pretty rough on piano. Mm-hmm. To me, the roughest part was Lang Lang's piano. He's a obviously a brilliant piano player. It was so loud in the mix. Like yeah. when the song started and then with the, you know, when James started the ding, 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 and he's playing stuff, I was like, this is cool. Then once everyone came in and James started singing, it's like, okay, that's way too loud. Now that's too loud. <laughs> just turn it down. It's just a touch. Um, and, you know, I don't know. I felt like. I felt like the band was pretty on. Lars got a little sloppy McSlopperson on the machine gun part. Yeah. As well, he tends to do. What's new, yeah. Yeah. But um, I thought the band was pretty tight overall. It was just that... But it's, it's that it's that live for TV mix. It's, it's, it's hard to get right. They don't have their normal team. It's, you know, the mix is kind of hot. And like, like you're saying, the yeah. keys are hot. And it's... I would just imagine someone in the broadcast truck would be like, whoa, piano, that's a little loud Lang Lang. Smoking that wacky weed in the truck. <laughs> Too much of that piano piano. <laughs> How does he do it, folks? How, How does, does he do it? How does he do it? Well, he stayed sober tonight so he can drive over here. That's, that's one, one reason. 
Did you, do you remember that performance, Brad Blazik? Um, I saw it like once and don't didn't really, really care. Okay, yeah, it yeah. didn't it didn't stick with me. I've I've rewatched it since then, and uh, like you know certain records like Load Reload, whatever. There, I can I can go back and watch it and find gems in it. I think the excitement of it when I first watched it was was the coolest thing because it's like oh my, it was like they brought back Metallica to one of their classic songs, the first song they ever performed in the Grammys. And the buildup was so good. And then, like, fucking Lang Lang. I know. Just. I know. Fucking, fucking Lang Lang. Seriously. <laughs> shit, what shit. The, the, what the, the fuck? Shit, shit, the bed bed. He really did, did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> totally, totally. <laughs> hello, hello. <laughs> was that some kind of, uh, like, anniversary? Why did they play one for that show? Good question. It doesn't seem to be an anniversary. It's a great question. Well, next week we're going to have the head of the Grammys on the show. He can answer that yeah. for us. Yeah, that's actually dickhead. Not, dickhead. That's not true. True. <laughs> God damn. So speaking of uh, uh, audio problems, their most recent performance was obviously last year with Lady Gaga and Moth and Flame. Mm-hmm. Now we, it, we've talked about it before, but yeah, that was our first revisited. I think it was. Was that? Yeah, it was. Um, but the the image that we got, the one of the big pictures we wouldn't have gotten if this hadn't happened is Lady Gaga and James singing on that same mic face to face. Oh yeah. It's almost worth it. Cause that, and seeing James just pro the shit out of that moment, not buckle, not freak. He I mean, just, he did kick over the mic stand, mic stand. Yeah. But that's fucking rock and roll one oh one, dude. Yeah. True. I heard that. Thank you, Brad. Yeah. All right, man. I, All right. I giggled. Putting in some Lang Lang jokes still. <laughs> hey man, if it's not dying a natural death, I say let that shit ride. Oh, yeah. ride. <laughs> um, but so yeah, this is like like the one performance with with old Lang Lang. This one, like the anticipation was awesome because it's Lady Gaga. You know, of course, there was a ton of Metallica fans out there. They're like, um, excuse me, Metallica's performing. Wait a second, with I've been betrayed again. <laughs> First it was with the Black Album. First it was they made a ballad on Fade the Black. Okay. Then they made a video for what? Then they went commercial. 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 Mercurial. <laughs> and I hate that. Then they made a blues record and Kirk Hammett kissed Lars and there was a snake in the video. I hated that. They cut their hair. Then they cut their hairs again. Then they put semen on the cover of the record. I'm morphing into Papa. <laughs> then they played with the Goldurn Symphony. And I hate that. <laughs> That ain't metal. Then they made a return to thrash record, St. Ganger. Those those guys, the early thrash guys, they always like St. Anger because they're like, well, it was a return to thrash. What? Yeah, it's fucking brutal, man. No, it wasn't. Return to... It's brutal. Oh, it's brutal. brutal. It's brutal in a different way. You guys have heard us pontificate about the episode. Yes. Uh, what do you guys think about this performance? Like mic issues aside, I thought it was a barn burner, man. Yeah, it was yeah. cool to see a real band without a million tracks and without a bunch of fucking bullshit just play a great song. Yeah, Which I, I was like looking at this list. That's one of the biggest changes. Is that um, I, I mean, I remember seeing them play one, which just was badass because I'd recently fallen in love with that band and. Even then, it was different than what was going on, right? Yeah. And now you come full circle around to 2017, and they've kind of returned to form, in my opinion anyway, with this new record. Mm-hmm. And they're back on the Grammys, and it's a different kind of bullshit that they're kind of juxtaposed against, right? And it's just dudes up there playing the 
fuck out of their instruments. Mm -hmm. And I loved that Lady Gaga was... I was excited about seeing what that was going to be. Yeah, I liked it too. I was, was like, confused. Like, not like I'm betrayed. You know what I mean? But I was like, Lady Gaga? All sanity's going to be on you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But it's like what you were saying, though. Like, that moment where the mic shits out and... They're fucking pro. It's Metallica. He's well, like, well, I'm going over to that mic. Yeah, and yeah. And finishing. and he's singing into a microphone that probably is not really going into his ears. Yeah. It seems yeah. like it, it maybe it, it it cut out to broadcast and then maybe cut out to him next or something because he keeps singing, whether it was still in his ears for a moment or he's that pro where he's like, I'm just going to keep on this mic because surely it'll get fixed, right? Yeah. Um, and then it didn't. And then it didn't. But what was cool was after all this was said and done, they did... Uh, you could hear sort of the restored audio. Well, because well, the audio was still there being tracked. Right. Um, you know, it, it, from what I understood, it didn't go to his ears and also didn't go to broadcast. But in the room, it was there. So it was there was still signal flow happening. So what was cool was after you saw this and you got to rewatch it and analyze it and, and see how pro James was in that whole scenario... You, then you got to rewatch it again with the vocals there the whole time. And it was even better, I thought. Mm. Well, clearly even better. He, you could hear him. Yeah. But I do remember watching like reaction videos like on Instagram or something. And there was like some girl filming her TV. And the second James didn't, uh, his vocal didn't come through, it was like someone was like, like just broke into her house. It was like this, ah! just like this terror, <laughs> like shriek. She was so like connected Metallica. But. I was just I was pleasantly surprised. Yeah, you know when she came out and she was into it, like super into it. Yeah, I'm like, well, this is. I'm well. She's a fan. I'm, I mean, right. Even when you watch that, they released all that rehearsal footage of them right. going over the song. Mm-hmm. It's like she showed up like pretty much in in outfit, ready to go. Yeah. Well, she really cared about it. You know. Like, yeah. She she really gave it a lot of heart. And yeah. I'm on track with She's that. She's a so, good performer. So to wrap this all up, of course we hope they win and you know, we'll yeah. see. I would like to say uh, in, in regards to the, this year's nominations for Metallica, a quick little vote around the room here. So I'm going to list who they're up against in each category. And mm-hmm. I want you to let me know truthfully, if you think Metallica can win this or not. So for best rock song, Metallica outlets rise, K flay blood in the cut. Excuse me. Um, nothing more. Go to war. Foo Fighters run. Avenged Sevenfold. The stage. Hmm. Who do you think Metallica can win this? Brad L says yes. I agree. I think so too. Yeah, I think so. I my heart goes with Metallica. I think the only competition here is the Foo Fighters song. Right. But a lot of the press, or not press, but a lot of fan reaction I've seen are saying it's kind of lackluster for fans. Yeah. Because they, they they tried some different stuff and for Foo Fighters and didn't they fans? win? They won recently, right? Didn't they win a Grammy a couple years ago? For best rock record, uh, probably they've. I mean, they've won a bunch too. They won for they won for best documentary for back and back forth. and forth. Great. Documentary. I don't know. Though, when oh, yeah. you go back and look at these losers, the, I mean, the ones they lost, the winners and the ones mm-hmm. they lost to. I mean, what if this is another eighty nine Grammys right. and they lose to K Flay? Yeah. What if Who's they lose K-Flay? to Jethro Tull? Know, uh, no clue. Brad Lines, do you know who K Flay is? I don't. I really don't. What if it's another nineteen eighty nine and they lose to Jethro Tull? Who's not even nominated? For that, sure. that would be the ultimate. Jethro Tull wins for the same song they won for in 1989. Yeah, I think I think that's correct. All right, so it's unanimous. We all think Metallica is going to win this category. Yeah. yeah. All right, best rock album for Hardware to Self Destruct. We also have Mastodon, Emperor of Sand, Metallica, Hardware, Nothing More, The Stories We Tell Ourselves, Queens of the Stone Age, Villains, and The War on Drugs: A Deeper Understanding. I love War on Drugs, but I don't think they can hang with Metallica. Yeah, I'm with you. 
uh, Queens of the Stone Age, my uh, their new record's good. Their new record is really good. I'm still going to give it to Metallica, and I'm trying to be very biased about this, but not to be biased. I'm no, I'm very biased. Oh. I have two asses. Yeah, <laughs> you're biased. Biased, yeah. yeah. <laughs> By winning on that bias. Um, yeah, I just, I mean, that Queens of Sony's record is really good. It had a lot of hype behind it, but I think the Metallica record just, it, 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 it I think it just, it put way bigger of a stamp down in the music world than the Queens record did. I agree. <clears throat> so I'm going to say, I'm going to go with Metallica. Well, was, worried, not worried about Mastodon at all. No. Yeah, see, I, I was going to say Mastodon could, if Hardwired. there was a, if there was someone to challenge them, it'd be massive. Yeah, Hardwired was number awesome. one in 57 countries. They sold out a stadium tour on the legs of it. Yeah, that's that's okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, that's all right. <laughs> you know, I mean, I'm with you. I'm going full on Metallica with this one, but, you know, there's always a chance. That... There's always a chance, but let's just, yeah. So it's unanimous here at Metal Pure Podcast that, and Single Podcast Theory that Metallica is going to take both categories. Cool. Yeah. Moving on. So let's talk about this Dave Mustaine shit. It's like, it's like two steps forward, a gajillion steps back for this guy. Yeah. As much as over the years he's wanted to kind of get out of that shadow and finally be his own front man. But his he's own his, man, but his, he's own his only obstacle to that. He's he's his I, I think, I think nowadays he is. Yeah. He really is his own obstacle. I mean, he was in some kind of monster documentary, and of course it wasn't like completed because James wasn't there during the interview and all that stuff. But Well, this is, this, this is not done yet because, uh, well, because someone really important is not here. Hey, Dave. Hello, Ethan. Good to see you, David. <laughs> Always a pleasure. Hello, single podcast theory. Tell it to the readers. Digest. Hello. Hello. Nice story. <laughs> Hello, Brad and Brad. <laughs> it's kind of like Lang Lang. We got Brad Brad. <laughs> and it comes full circle yes. circle. <laughs> I love bringing it full circle. So here's what favorite. happened. We mentioned it briefly. So when we back when we did our No Life to Leather uh, episode, we talked about for Record Store Day, they released the cassette tape that Ethan and I both have. And um, it's really cool. It was kind of in the same pack. Are you yawning? No. You fuck. <laughs> Brad's like. <laughs> they released it in the same. It's like Lars's handwriting. Very cool. Now, what we heard at the time before they started doing all these reissues of box sets was that they wanted to do a, a deluxe reissue of that cassette yeah, tape. Yeah, start from the beginning. And what what I think Lars was actually being really diplomatic and cool at the time. He didn't give us any details other than that he said, we ran into some red tape. Yeah. And rather than just get mired down in that, we wanted to go ahead and move forward. So we just went ahead and did the Kill em All. Right. Well, Dave tweeted this week that they were in talks to do a full-blown 27-track yeah. No Life to Leather reissue. And that he had been texting with James, but that the talks broke down because for two songs that Dave claims he solely wrote, Lars wanted writing credit and he was unwilling to budge. Yeah. And so therefore the whole project got shelved. I mean, on one end, I, I, I'm kind of with Metallica in that they could have just taken those two tracks off. I think so too. But they also, you know, if they're going to release them like this, it's all or nothing. Mm. They're going to, they, you know, they well, don't that's want the whole to, point of it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. They want it to be historically Inclu inclusive of everything. Exactly. Now, now if I'm speaking for David Mustaine, I, I, I do understand as a songwriter that if you wrote something and like, if I wrote the song and lyrics and all of a sudden Brad Lyons is like, well, let's put that out. I'm just going to take 
ten percent of that or whatever percent, I'd be like, whoa, 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 whoa it's my, it's mine. Yeah, I understand Dave's, Dave, you know, Dave's point of view on this whole thing. I, I just wish there could have been some kind of compromise of some kind. But it's just confusing because they've already got the mechanics out on the tape. Yeah, they've already got jump in the fire. I don't think Lars Lars does not have a history of being ungenerous in this regard. Sure, Dave Mustaine has made a lot of royalty money from Metallica Records, of course, because they rightfully so gave him credit on "Ride the Lightning" and "Call of Cthulhu" and the tunes he wrote on "Kill 'Em All." Oh yeah, I mean Kirk played all mostly all his solos. It just I seems mean, it seems out of character. You know, the, the the dubious character here is Dave Mustaine, it not is, Lars yeah. Ulrich. It is. But can I, can I ask for some clarification? No. Just ask a stupid no. question. So, no. <laughs> Next. So Dave is saying, I wrote these two songs. 100%. Yeah, like yeah. L- lyrics, music. But he didn't there. say what two they are. Yeah. Okay, well, whatever. There's two songs. He's saying, I wrote all these. Mm-hmm. Now, Lars is saying, um, no, you didn't write them 100%? Yeah. Right. Or Correct. there just needs to be a percentage going on. I think he's actually that, disputing the writer ownership. I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's disputing that as much as he's just saying like, maybe he's saying, "Hey, we're gonna do you another favor here and sell a shitload of these, and you're gonna make a lot of money off of it." You know, I just want like a like a little bit of, of well, a no, percentage I mean, on these songs. According to the tweet, he's Dave says I wrote every note and word to right. So that's. It should be all his, but... I'm going to go with Dave. If, if that's the situation, that's why I wanted to clarify it. Yeah. Then Dave should get 100% of those two songs. It, well, I think so. Are we, but are we going to take the word of the memory of a guy who was fired for alcohol intake from the band nicknamed Alcoholica? Sure. I, I understand. I, I mean, I, I mean, I see what you're saying. I also think... I mean, Dave is a very smart dude. Even when he was fucked up, he was still a very smart dude. And... I don't think that the, the, the details of what of what any song he's ever written have ever like left his mind. Right. Well, he still thinks he needs, deserves credit for Leopard Messiah. Yeah. There you go. I mean, so yeah. I mean, I'm definitely with. I'm, I'm definitely on Team Mustaine in in that. Yes, you deserve 100 percent of this, these two songs if you actually did write that. Mm-hmm. Is it kind of lame of Lars on a release that's going to have 27 tracks? To say, I want a little bit on those two. But that's what I'm saying, is it doesn't add up to me for Lars to do it. I mean, in a, in, in a, a controlling way, it makes a little bit of sense. I mean, Lars likes to have his hand in everything Metallica. And so if this is going to be released and put out to the world under the name Metallica, he wants a little piece of it. Hmm. That's my thought. Well, you know what's interesting is that now that Dave's kind of thrown the gauntlet out, is Lars is going to get asked about it. You know, whatever next thing Lars does... yeah. And so it'll be up to Lars to to shed light on it, or to I don't see either of them backing down. I mean, Lars in in recent years with any kind of controversy has, has played it pretty classy. Yeah, you know, I, I don't so. I don't think he's going to talk to the press and all of a sudden like be bad mouthing Dave. You know, especially over the years, the last few years where they've really made amends and all this stuff. But but Mustaine just throws his stuff on Twitter. I know. It's like, is it is that really necessary? He's like he's like the Donald Trump of metal. <laughs> someone, someone needs to take that. Thankfully, away. much smarter than Donald Trump. I would actually prefer a Mustaine presidency. Just in the, just in the, <laughs> just in the sense of, hello, America. <laughs> uh, but just in the sense of like he kind of he spouts out a lot of shit on Twitter. He does, and I, I, I honestly think that that's kind of become like a bit of his character. Yeah, I think so. It's like he really know. spends a lot of time on Twitter and respond. He does like like to just us, like Trump. 
as Trump does. But like he responded to us. I mean, he he tries to like please everybody that reaches out to him. So you know, like in these couple tweets he was talking about this, it's like maybe he just felt like oh, I'm just going to clear the air here. Yeah. Now I would I wouldn't say like he really he really was a dick about this. I mean, he, the only thing that I thought was kind of like a meh was like I have the texts I passed, yeah. you know. But well, and then, we were like one day away from him just like tweeting the texts. Like screenshots of <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. With James's home phone number. <laughs> yeah, totally. One eight hundred. Ooh yeah. Yeah. Now, now there was that that sh- uh, a quick little tweet to a fan before this big one came out because uh, the whole thing started with like somebody talking about Ron McGovern not being credited on the original No Life to Love the demo because Cliff was in the band. And but Ron played on it, so Dave had tweeted, "Why on earth would Lars ever give anyone? Uh, sorry, uh, why, why, why on earth would Lars ever credit anyone properly?" So burn, sick burn. He, I think he still has a little bit of that grudge of maybe not getting something from <laughs> a little Leopard bit, Messiah. just a little bit. Thirty years, thirty years. Um, yeah, I mean, I love Megadeth. I love Dave Mustaine. I've hung out with Dave Mustaine. He was. Nothing but sweet. Let and me cool. guess. You hung out at a fucking Grammy nomination party. <laughs> uh, no, it was a Grammy committee party. That we're both a part of in the reggae category. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Just imagining hell of the sweating bullets reggae. Hello, Hello man. <laughs> Meet the real Ja. Ja. Rastafari. <laughs> Oh, I hope that that voice doesn't wake your daughter up. <laughs> Too late. See, I I'm with you. Like I love Megadeth. Yeah. And I want to like Dave. We were talking about this, but he makes it so hard to with st- stuff like this, just like yeah. daddy stuff like this. And he was he was on uh Jamie Joss's podcast and Metallica did not come up at all. Okay. But at one point he asked um would they ever consider working with rap bars because the other three of the big four all have and he was said something like well megadeth is this we do this we would certainly never record lulu oh so he brought it up yeah i mean yeah you know why he wouldn't because someone as legendary as lee reed would never want to work with his ass Ooh, face (laughs) sick burn day Dave is, by the way, definitely never coming on the show after this episode. <laughs> well, motherfucker already said he wouldn't come publicly. Gloves are off. Yeah. Oh, he only I tweeted like it to, to a, say. He only tweeted it to a few. One, two, three. Oh, a million fucking people. Exactly. Maybe we'll get some more followers out of it. What's up, Mega fans? Welcome. Sweating villains. He's, he's welcome on our show. <laughs> sure he's he might be a big Pearl Jam fan. He might, yeah. I, I I don't think he's ever heard of Pearl Jam. <laughs> well, here's the deal: the story's going to unfold. I'm looking forward to sort of hearing what happens. And God knows, we all want the, to eventually get that No Life to Leather box set. Of course, God, it sounds. I amazing. think it'll eventually happen. They'll settle on something. I, I, whether it's Dave saying whatever, take credit, or it's Lars saying that's fine, take 100. percent it's two songs of 27, dudes. Can we work something out? You know what so- they're going to do? They're going to offer Dave a couple snake pit passes. <laughs> totally. <laughs> they're like, all right, how about the next time we, uh, we play on the Grammys with Lang Lang? Uh, you can join us, join us. 
Um, let us know what your thoughts are. Metal Up Your Podcast Show at gmail.com. Before we end this revisited, uh, I wanted to let the Brads um, sort of explain a little bit about where you can find their show, kind of what their deal is. Uh, you guys up for that? Yeah, yeah. absolutely, man. Um, so tell the good people what's up. So obviously we're an all pro Jam podcast. Um, you can find us on you know, YouTube, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, the, what is it? What's the Google one called? Is it Google Play? I think it's just in Google, Google Play, Play, yeah. Google Play. Hold on, hold on, let me Google it. Me! <laughs> <laughs> um, Google, Google. We're pretty active, uh, just like you guys are or have been on things like Reddit, um, the official Pearl Jam forums. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a weekly thing, very, very similar to Clint Ethan's podcast. We have a different topic every week. Um, we're about three months in, so it's been going great, and you guys have been generous enough to, to kind of give us some shout-outs on the show and definitely push some people towards us. Well, this is the last time. This is not yeah. happening again. Yeah. <laughs> Let's really get it out. Yeah. Let's yeah. really get it out. Um, yeah. I've been surprised at the cross-section of Pearl Jam and Metallica I'm fans. Yeah. I, would, I wouldn't have guessed there would be as many, but yeah. it's cool. And you yeah. guys, as of now, are the only Pearl Jam podcast. Mm-hmm. No, it's crazy. That was really surprising to me. That's awesome. There's a few like single episodes out there of like music podcasts that sure. do Pearl Jam, right. like 10 or whatever. Yeah, but fuck that noise. Yeah. Yeah, yeah those guys suck. As far as I can tell, we are the only like ongoing dedicated Pearl Jam podcast. So, yeah. Um, but you can email us as well. That's uh, singlepodcasttheory at gmail.com. Uh, am I missing anything? Oh, well, of course, Instagram is uh, at Single Podcast Theory, and then at Pearl Jam Podcast is our Twitter. Um, yeah. There's a Facebook page Facebook as well. Just search Single Podcast Theory, and that's it. So. And you guys are you guys are doing this podcast? I mean, you haven't done actually an episode other than maybe tonight in person, right? Because um, obviously Brad Blazik is is here in Tennessee, and Brad Lyons is down in Alabama. Yeah. Right. So but. But for a remote show, I mean, it sounds great. Chemistry's good. Yeah. I really do recommend it to all of our listeners. It's a real treat having you guys. We want to have you on for a full-blown episode. We don't oh, we, sure. at some point in the future. So, mm-hmm. uh, and I, Clint Wells, I'm going to be on the next, next single yeah, so, yeah. podcast theory. Yeah. This will be out Thursday. So, yeah. so Monday, the next Monday, yeah, we'll be out for no code. So anyway, look for all that stuff. Thanks so much for hanging with us. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Uh, mail up your podcast show at gmail.com for your thoughts yeah reach out to us go check out that Patreon go consider getting on the ride at that level with us because we're trying to we're working really hard to make it uh, a special thing for people who yeah. go there um, and of course the iTunes review is just another way for us to give you guys shit yeah and if you heard your name at the top of the show for the, the, the two unclaimed prizes one being the Master Puppets box set email us as soon as you can we'll get that out to you yeah and uh, I guess that's it. Thanks to everyone for listening. Hope you enjoyed the Michael Wagner interview. We did. And uh, I guess with that, we'll all say goodbye. I'm going to say peace. Adios. Peace. Later. <laughs> Advice or what would you say? Then I would say, delete that. <laughs>